Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. You're checking out the program on Friday, May 8th, 2020. As always, the show is hosted by yours truly, Lance Williams. Before I jump into the program, I want to give a big shout out to my co-host of the Homer and the Haters show, and the standard is the standard and the editor of BehindTheStillCurtain.com. Big up to Jeff Hartman. Also want to give a big shout out to Deputy Dave, also known as the Oracle of the website, Dave Schofield. Want to give a big shout out as well to Big Bro Sco and to the Who's Bad? Bad Boy of the Network. Also, last but not least, big shout out to Tony Defio. Make sure you guys check out brunch with tony tomorrow and we were teasing uh what should tony eat tomorrow while he's doing brunch with tony i'm going with uh some pancakes maybe some french toast or some pancakes something like that uh you know maybe some french toast with some brioche bread something like really sweet and decadent so when tony brings the show to you he can actually be having brunch while he's doing it. So big up to Tony Defio, who I think did a fantastic job last week on his debut of Brunch with Tony. Before I jump into the program, if you want to contribute to the program, hit the like button, please. You also know about the Super Chat feature. If you want to get your question to the top of the queue, please hit us up in the Super Chat feature. And as I'm going into the office for the first time in probably six weeks this weekend. I want to urge you guys to remain safe, uh, continue to socially distance, regardless of, you know, whatever your governor or whoever may be saying, make sure you socially distance, make sure you do whatever steps that you need to do to ensure your safety as well as your neighbor. So in this time of need, please be a good neighbor. And last but not least, I want to say what's up to everybody in the live chat want to say what's up to ladies first. Big up to Felicia and to all of you guys in the live chat. If you're in the show, you've seen the title of the program. It's called, Yeah, I Said It. I Hate the NFL Draft. Let me say that again. Yeah, I Said It. I Hate the NFL Draft coverage. I don't hate the draft per se. I hate NFL draft coverage. I absolutely despise NFL draft coverage. It is absolutely the worst. And I'm even knocking us at BTSC. I had a great time doing it. I had fun with all the guys going through the draft, but I hate draft coverage. It's absolutely the worst. And let me give you the four reasons why I hate the draft. One, rampant speculation. There is rampant speculation and people trying to be Nostradamus about every draft prospect 
or every nuance about the draft. Number two, the attention given to players that ain't done shit. Ain't done shit. Not at all. Nothing at all. And yes, Snowman, Captain Cranky is back. I was tired of being nice, so I got to be back. Captain Cranky is back. I've been in the house for like, I'm not even going to say it because everybody's been in the house. But I am Captain Cranky and big up to all the first responders and everybody that is treating COVID-19 patients and, and, and putting their health and well-being on the line. Number three, the third reason why I hate draft coverage, mock drafts, absolutely hate mock drafts. Mock drafts are the worst. They're they're absolutely the worst. Yeah, and I am dropping S-bombs. It is Friday. I'm about to start drinking after I do this show. Yes, I hate draft, mock drafts. They're full of shit. They're they're horrible. They they suck. They suck everywhere. That'll be the S-bomb, suck. Mock drafts suck. And last but not least, the reason why I hate draft coverage, draft grades that come out two days after the draft. And like John McCann said, draft grades are worse than mock drafts. I mean, I just hate it, man. Like, can we just wait? Can can we have some patience? How can a guy be a Hall of Famer? on Monday when he got drafted on Thursday. Come on, man. Come come on, man. And, and Brian, to Brian Harrington, he said, if you hate the draft and all that surrounded, then you're in the wrong business, bro. No, I'm not. I just don't like the way the draft is covered. I love the Steelers. I love bringing and, and talking and giving my opinions and thoughts to you. I'm in the right business, clearly, because you like me. And like Bill Davis said, Nobody knows shit when it comes to the draft. So I'm not in the minority. I'm sure I'm not. I I know that I'm not. I just hate the way it's covered. I love the draft stories, how these young men get an opportunity to change their lives, change their family's life. I love that they're rewarded after all that hard work with the opportunity to chase their dreams. I love all that. That is great. I love all of that stuff. But I hate the rest of the stuff. And big up to Melvin again, member of Omega Sci-Fi, Q-Dog. Big up to you again on your birthday. Hopefully, you're drinking some oil, having some ribs, and right now, getting your Atomic Dog on right now in your living room. So I know Melvin right now just turned on Atomic Dog, and he's hopping in his living room. Doom, do doom, doom. Do 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 bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay big up to you Melvin I had to give you the extra super shout out my son in law is a Q my godfather's a Q I got a bunch of Q's in my family I am not a Q but big up to all the Q's to Omega Sci Fi big up to all y'all so let me just say this let me get back to the point rapid speculation when people cover the draft. They cover every freaking angle possible. Every freaking angle possible. Okay, so like, look, everybody knew that Joe Burrow was going to the Cincinnati Bengals. How many times did you hear it teased that Mr. Little Hands was not going to the Bengals? Well, maybe the Bengals will. 
they'll trade the number one draft pick to get extra picks and maybe. The word maybe is so overused when it comes to the draft. Well, maybe Tua, if his hip wasn't as good as his hip was last year, he would supplant Joe Burrow as the number one pick. But given that his hip was like his hip was this year, it would be like, I, I just can't take it. I mean, I just can't take it. The rampant speculation that just goes on, on and on and on and on when it goes, when it comes and goes with the draft. Are they going to move up? Or, well, do you think they'll trade back? Will they trade laterally? Will they trade diagonally? Will they trade perpendicularly? Will they trade? Look, I I, I, I just can't take it. I, I just can't take it. I can't take the rampant speculation. And then what they do is they, they do this. They go, well, a source said, okay, I have a source too. I have, I have a source too. And my source says, that draft speculation is full of shit. That's what my source says. You know, even all the speculation, even at BTSC, like the speculation that we did, oh, we think the Steelers are going to trade up in the draft. They're going to do this. They picked every single pick. The rampant speculation is just off the charts. I can't take it. If I want to speculate on some other stuff, how, how about I speculate that the stock market is going to go up? I pick a good stock, then I make a whole bunch of money. I, I can speculate on some other stuff that's worth something. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just terrible. I hate the rampant speculation, and I'm probably hitting the network that you guys know I'm hitting is the four letter network, ESPN, which is the worst. ESPN is absolutely the worst. That's why you guys should come to BTSC. We're more entertaining. We give you more information, and we break it down better. ESPN sucks. They just come up with speculation on top of speculation. I call it the speculation layer cake, where one speculation leads to another speculation, which layers on top of another speculation. Then you come with speculation icing. That's why I hate draft coverage. Let me just say that. That's why I hate draft coverage. Let me go to my second point. Attention given to players that haven't proven shit. Now, the only people that should get a ton of attention for not doing anything are babies. Babies are the only entities in the world that should get a ton of attention for not doing anything. All babies do are look cute. They just look cute. Smell fresh. Look cute. They make cute sounds. They got those big doe eyes. You look at them and you just fall in love with them. Babies are the only type of people that should get attention for not doing shit. Because babies are fresh. They're new. They're just potential. It's just potential. You love babies and your potential. You look at a baby and you can see their future in their eyes. You look at yourself. It makes you feel good. It makes you say, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better man because I want and I see and I want this baby to be the best that the baby can be. And I can see the potential of the young child when I look into the child's eyes. I hold the child up in the air like it was roots. And I say a prayer to the ancestors just looking at the baby for the potential and what the baby's going to be. 
Last time I checked, Joe Burrow's Mr. Little Hands, he ain't a baby. He's a guy that got beat out by Dwayne Haskins and had to transfer to LSU. He did put up stupid numbers, but we don't know what these guys are going to be. We don't know what these guys are going to be. These guys have not played one single snap. And let me give you an example of why the coverage of these guys that haven't done anything and just have potential is distorted. We on this network, BTSC, talked ad nauseum about Devin Bush. Steeler Nation talked ad nauseum about Devin Bush. ESPN talked ad nauseum about Devin Bush before he was drafted, before he played a snap. Devin Bush was the flavor of the month. Oh, I think Devin Bush can be the next Ryan Shazier. I think he's a combination of Ryan Shazier, Lambert, Ham, Kirkland. He could be the greatest linebacker ever. <sighs> he could also not be. Um, but let me just give you my example. Has anybody mentioned Devin Bush? Has anybody said anything about Devin Bush after he actually played football? Like, if you want to talk about a player, actually have something to talk about other than potential. The only people where you should just massively speculate and talk about the potential are babies, not football players. If a guy doesn't have any game snap or game tape to evaluate, they should not get that much attention. Now the attention should be on Devin Bush. We should be breaking Devin Bush down, breaking down his snaps. How was he in coverage? Is he a good tackler? Did he live up to all of the mass speculation that we had about Devin Bush last year? So that's why I hate draft coverage. Attention that's given to players that ain't done shit or ditly, or nothing, or kibbutz, or not a nunca, or whatever you want to call it. That's why this coverage is distorted. This would be a great time to break down Devin Bush's rookie campaign, break down his weaknesses, his positives, things that you think he could improve on. But guess what that requires? That requires actually watching film, knowing something about football, not just pulling it out your ass. That's all I'm saying. That's why I hate draft coverage. So that's my first two points. My next point is draft mocks or mock drafts. I absolutely hate mock drafts. So I hate mock drafts so much and the rampant speculation when it comes to mock drafts. I took a look at four guys that are known for mock drafts. Mel Kuyper, ESPN. I think Daniel Jeremiah is at the NFL Network. Peter King, CNNSI. I believe he's a CNSI. And Todd McShay, McShay at ESPN. I'm just going to look at the percentages and the number of picks that they got right in the first round, and given how bad they are with their mock drafts, why in the hell do we pay attention? Now, big up to Melvin. 
He doesn't pay attention to mock drafts. Melvin's smart. But many people listen to mock drafts, and they're just dumb. They're stupid. Let me let me give you Todd McShay. Todd McShay got 6 of 32 right, 18.7%. Peter King got 9 of 32 right, 28%. Daniel Jeremiah, 8 of 32, 25%. And Mel Kuyper Jr. of ESPN, 6 of 32, 18.7%. So if you add the two ESPN talking heads, they didn't even get half of the first round right. They suck. Here's the thing. Here's the nugget that I want to point out when I when I say these four names. Who did the best of the four names? The guy that actually does not watch an iota of film. It was Peter King. Peter King was better than the guys that actually make a living off doing the shit. That tells you this is bad. Mock drafts are terrible. And this is why I don't like draft coverage. Draft coverage. That the guy who isn't a draft analyst got 9 of 32 when the so-called quote-unquote, 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 experts got 6 of 32. Hell, I could get my youngest daughter downstairs, show her a list of people, and have her point at names, and she'll get four. But what do we do as football fans? We're like sheep being herded to the slaughter. We go to website after website after website after website after website. Mock draft one, mock draft two, mock draft three, four, five, six, mock draft seven, eight, nine, ten, mock draft 11, 12, 13. <sighs> mock drafts are terrible. Hey, Big Rush, nine of 13 ain't bad. It ain't bad. It ain't good. If you were getting nine of 32 on tests, <laughs> you'd be you'd be a dummy. You wouldn't have graduated. You would have no degree. You'd still be at continuation school. All they do is throw this shit up, hope it sticks on the wall, and they just say anything for views, likes, whatever. They are absolutely stupid. So when you add rampant speculation, attention given to players that haven't proven shit, Potentials only used for babies. That's it. And draft mocks, you can understand why I absolutely despise and hate draft coverage. Now, let me just put the icing on this cake. And this last piece might be the piece that I hate the most. It's draft grades. I, draft draft grades are the worst. Um, you know, draft grades are like going out with a young lady. You think she's cute. You have a first good first date and you try to just pick out your future and see if you'll be a couple 50 years from now. Hell, you don't know. And Robert Sasevitz, I have not even gotten or, or hit and gotten, excuse me. 
I've not even had a sip of cognac yet. Jeff knows I hate the draft. Jeff hates the draft as well. He, he, he hates the draft as well. I hate the draft. I don't know these dudes. Half these dudes suck. That's the other thing about it is most of these dudes are average. No, I'm not even going to say average. Only a few are average. Only a, even fewer become superstars. And most suck. Most of these guys you've never heard of and won't. You won't hear about it. You won't hear about these dudes. I challenge any of you guys, go get a Street and Smiths. Go get an ESPN. Go any get any fish rap or website that you look at and look at some old draft coverage. Half the dudes aren't in the, aren't in the league anymore, and most of the guys sucked. I mean, you know, like Eddie XB. He said he drafted his wife in the sixth round. Big up, Eddie. You know, hopefully you traded a couple picks to move up in the round and get her at the top of the sixth round. Hopefully. But last but not least, man, draft grades. How can you grade a draft when a guy hasn't played a snap? How, 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 how can you do that? I mean, how, how can you do that? Let me just give you guys a nugget. And Brian, thank you. I'm almost done with my rant. But this is my topic for the day, Mr. Harrington. Are you Joey's? Are you Joey's cousin? Hopefully you're not Joey's cousin. Because if you're not Joey's cousin, you can't complete passes consistently. I had to knock you like that. I'm, I'm a Cal fan. I'm a Cal alum. I have to knock Oregon fans. Hopefully you're not related to Joey Harrington. If you are, dig it, Duke King. Yes, big up to Felicia. Thank you for the $5 super chat. Lance, after hearing you rant, please relax and get yourself a drink and chill. Hater on plus points. Hey, man, I had, to, I had to go in. I was losing my mojo. But let me just say this, and I want to give a big shout out to Jim Wexel of SteelCityInsider.com. Jim does a fantastic job of covering the Steelers, longtime friend of my programs. Jeff is fantastic. Big up to Snowman as well. Snowman, asked, let me ask Snowman's question before I jump into Jim's point. What game are you looking forward to watching this season? October 18th versus the Cleveland Browns and the Berg. No, I'm looking forward to the Dallas game. I always like to see the classic, the classic matchup. I'm a 70s baby. I'm turning 50 in June. So the Cowboys-Steeler matchup is always classic to me. That That is a matchup I like to see. And also, and I want to see the Ravens game on Thanksgiving. I think that's great. Their turkeys, I'll have my turkey, and they'll get stuff like stuffing. You get the, uh, well, it's not too good of a tantra. But my friend Jim Wexel said best. He, he put it the best way. The only way you evaluate anything in the National Football League, and this goes to draft grades, is wins and losses. That's it. That's it. That is the only way you can grade a draft or grade anything. It's wins and losses, right? Who cares if you go out and draft four pro bowlers if, you're, if you suck and you don't make it to the playoffs? Who cares if Miles Garrett is a hell of a player? The Browns stink. It's all about wins and losses. At the end of the day, if your team is winning, you ain't going to give a rats about who you drafted. You're just going to worry about if you're winning or losing. That's it. Now, drafting well may help you sustain that or sustain winning. But bottom line, everything is framed about winning. 
you know, Devin Bush was a great rookie. Is anybody like ecstatic about it because the Steelers missed the playoffs? I mean, everything is within the frame and the context of winning. That's it. No more, no less. That's it. It's just winning football games. So if you draft good players, but you suck, your draft's an F. You can't have an A draft, but lose a bunch of games. That's it. And if that's Ruben Hill in the live chat, I think that's my little cousin. Big up, little cuz. Thank you for jumping on the program and showing your big cuz some love and support. Stay safe out there, baby boy. It's just about winning and losing. That's facts. Hashtag facts. I don't care if the Steelers have no draft picks. If you win a Super Bowl, who cares? Hashtag facts. Nobody cares about the draft if you suck. And that's it. I mean, that, 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 that's it. It's about winning or losing. When I had this conversation with Jim, and this was after we I interviewed Jim for a show, I'm going on about how do you grade drafts and how do you do this already and blah, 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 blah. How do you do that? Jim said, look, man, it's about winning and losing. I mean, that's about it. And I had an epiphany. I was like, oh, shit. I've been making this this complex. Oh, if you draft so many first rounders. It's about winning and losing. Hashtag facts. Those are the facts. If you win, you had a good draft. If you lose, your draft sucked. That's it. Now, let me jump into some of the questions. Big Rush's question. Big Rush said, can we talk about how I hope the Steelers don't sign Bud Dupree to a long-term deal? I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I don't think from a salary cap perspective, and it's going to be interesting moving into 2021. I know you guys are tired of hearing news about COVID-19. I think I am as well. I think we all know where it is and how it's impacting everyone's life and it's impacting everybody's life significantly. But if there aren't fans in the stands, local revenue which is part of the equation into the salary cap is going to get severely hit. So there are estimates that each team's salary cap or the salary cap in general, the top number for the salary cap could decrease by $40 million, 30 to $41 million. So what that means is, and like Melvin said is if you're a 39 year old quarterback with a $41 million cap hit next season, you might be in trouble. It also says, how can you allocate if your salary cap dips? And the cap is, I'm going to say, that's about $200 million. I think it's $198. let us say $200 million. If your cap is reduced to $160 million, you're not going to be able to afford two outside linebackers because TJ is going to be the highest paid defensive player in the National Football League. You're not going to be able to afford two outside linebackers with the salary cap number combined of north of 40 million and have a $41 million cap allocation for a quarterback. That can't happen. That will not happen. Now, I don't agree entirely that Dupree is a product of TJ Watt, but I will say this. Had he produced like Watt over the in course of his first five years, there'd be no question. You keep those booking guys together. But they drafted an outside linebacker to get after the quarterback in this draft for a reason. He's a replace 
replacement. He is a replacement. So I just don't think with no fans, and there there aren't going to be fans. I am going to look into my crystal ball and tell you that. I work in this industry. There aren't going to be any fans. I'm going to tell you that. There will be no fans. So I think that the salary cap is going to shrink and it is going to be interesting. And me and Jeff might talk about a little bit on Sunday, but I do think, and make sure you hit the like button, Ben Roethlisberger could be a cap casualty because of it. I mean, I mean, he could be a cap casualty because of it. But before I get out of here and go have my cognac, and I urge you guys to not do like me because I'm bad like bad. Who's bad? Mr. 2 a.m. Again, I hate the draft coverage. Yeah, I said it. I hate draft coverage. The reasons are simple. The rapid speculation, the attention given to players that haven't proven shit, draft mocks or mock drafts and draft grades. Let me jump into this last question from Big Rush. Thank you for contributing $4.99 to the program. It's also time to move on from Cam. As much as I love him, he's getting older, and we pay our own too much at a fault sometimes. I will disagree with you 100%. Cam has played the best ball of his career in the last three seasons. And defensive line is a position where you can age well. They need to re-sign Cam because this defense moving forward, because Ben won't be here for the foreseeable future. I mean, Ben at most is going to play two years, build around this defense, but continue to dig into the draft to try to get their replacements and get a little bit younger at the position. But I love Cam Hayward. Uh, he packs a lunch pail um, and he brings it every day. But before I get off the show, if Ruben, this, this must be my cousin, Ruben Hill in the live chat. Big up to you, Rube. I appreciate the support. Thanks for hopping on to the program. Uh, love you, bro. Be safe. And with that, man, I'm going to go ahead and conclude the show. But I want to make sure that all of you guys stay safe, man, socially distance. Um, if you can, wear a mask, wash your hands, take care of your fellow member of the nation, and let's make sure that the nation takes care of the nation. And as always, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.